Welcome back to another episode of Reversing Course, the golf course restoration at Wakanda Club. I'm Rianne Kinney. I'm the general manager here at Wakanda. I have here with me golf course superintendent Dane Wilson and director of golf Aaron Kruger. Gentlemen, morning. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the card room. Here we are back for another episode, episode nine. Uh, we are nine weeks in to this project. Uh, this week, we are going to do just a full update on the course progress. We have no special guest with us here today. We're very lonely in the card room this morning, uh, but we'll just uh, do a full update. So, Dane, um, tell us about what, we're, what we accomplished this week. Well, more than anything, I think the month of August has been a wet start, and so things have been kind of hit or miss and trying to execute things when we can and just you know, saving ourselves a couple other things when we can. So to some degree, we haven't slowed ourselves down. I mean, there's a lot of things that we're doing on these days when we do get rain where we jump ahead and we're, you know, whether it's sodding some of these green expansions or working on some of the peripheral areas. But um, <clears throat> otherwise, when we have had the opportunities, we've been making hay, doing as much as we can. And I know we've been talking about this pivotal point of making the turn to start closing things out. And yesterday we did get number two seated, which was great. Four was number or ready for us today. We did get some rain last night, so it's a little sticky out there right now. And we have to just let things dry out a little bit, do some minor repairs, and hopefully we can get on it this afternoon. But with that being said, I mean, we are in a somewhat of a time crunch. And, you know, a conversation that we had with Tyler Ray and our contractor was um, here within these, you know, not these next few weeks, but just moving forward, we need to put ourselves in a position where we're finishing three to four holes a week. And as I look at that and chart that out, I think it's extremely feasible. The irrigation company is, you know, pretty far ahead of us. There's a couple things that they're going to have to pull back to once we get things ready just to help us finish off, but those are relatively easy. Other than that, as I kind of, you know, look through the golf course, to some degree, I mean, we are in a position where, you know, all of a sudden, 10 holes will be ready for us. And so, you know, especially so in these next three, four weeks, I think those three to four holes a week, you know, are attainable. And so ideally, you know, we seeded three, you know, two weeks ago. So we had that kind of in our back pocket. But then, you know, if I think about that as how we were supposed to start seeding based on our timeline, which was Wednesday of this week, August 9th, you know, we already had three done. Uh, we did two yesterday, and what we're looking at doing, hopefully we get the weather to cooperate. We get four done today, 18 tomorrow, so that gets us four holes within this first week of our timeline that we were on. And then the work that we're doing over on 18T, which I know we'll talk about later, I mean, that's progressing. We should be done with that, regardless of the conditions out there. By the end of the day today, we put that back together on Monday. 17 will be ready on Monday. So... Entering next week, we're talking about finishing 17, 18, and 16, which the only thing we need to do, do really on 16 was get the sod around the green, which we did around the bunker yesterday before we got some of this rain, which is good. Throw some liner, sand in, and then finish off the east side of this 18T project. So with the seeding process, everything on the hole has to be completely done before seed can go down. In an ideal world, that's how we'd like to have it. But, you know, especially with where we're at and the way that the routing goes on the uh, west side of our waterway <clears throat> wasn't necessarily feasible. 
only reason being because three is extremely easy. It's kind of out on its own, just in the corner there. But even four, one, which are right next to each other, and then 17 green tucked in there, and then two in the corner, we have to leave access roads to get to two. And so you effectively have to work your way out of it. So with that being said, in terms of a whole hole, um, we've had to get a little creative and, you know, I guess thinking about it for that side, you know, we had to get two done and that opens up a little more opportunity. But from here, you know, when I'm talking about seating four, we're only talking about the fairway up to the green, mm. just because we've eliminated the need for the hall road on the left side of four to get to two. So we can get all that done, but we still need the hall road to get to 17 and 18 T. So that eliminates one, <clears throat> but, um, to allow us to do even 18, what we're doing is we're going out and finding part circle heads, you know, out onto the course that are already done but not ready for seed. We're going to bring those back over to 18, line the whole right side of the fairway so that we can just seed 18 fairway but still provide access mm -hmm. for the hall roads. So there's, it's a game more than anything. And yeah, just trying to <clears throat> do as much as we can just with the window that we've got. So talking about two, you know, a lot of a lot of this has hinged on getting work done on two, uh, so that we could go ahead and get things seated. Because, like you said, we had to have work paths going in there, and uh, you know, machinery coming in and out. We couldn't do it until we could get two done, right? right? So let's talk about two a little bit. Uh, it was a process, and I would say it was a, a field process, like in the field, which was was interesting to me that you know we have this plan and and we learned this about especially some of these holes that we're actually rebuilding um we, you know we have this plan in place but that's not necessarily exactly what gets built out in the field and we talked to tyler ray about this a little bit but as i've noticed his kind of process it's very much a field process he likes to be in the dozer he likes to be shaping he likes to be out here and kind of making those changes and those decisions as he's in the dirt, so to speak. Um, so maybe talk to us about that process on two a little bit. I know that that was just maybe a little bit of a longer process. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is that regardless of anything we do, I mean, we've always kind of talked about it. Yes, we have a master plan, but to some degree, you know, this isn't a commercial building. So, you know, what we have laid out is not necessarily linear. There's gotta be a fluidity to it. And so part of that is, especially on these new builds, you know, you gotta, you gotta build what fits, mm. right? And so, as we did number two, you know, we intended to take that green down, you know, eight feet. I think in reality, we probably only lowered it maybe four, five feet. And our intention there was to have all the material within that site to do everything that we needed to do. So if you really think about it, I don't have the numbers to it, but, um, you know, three feet of soil, that's a lot you know, to build what you need to build. But at the height we're at now, um, it fits into the land that surrounds it and it makes a lot of sense. So that was the reason for that height change was that it just fit better as you as they were shaping it? Yeah, I think because otherwise, I think the green would have been a lot closer towards the T in order to tie the slopes in from the existing car path that was there. Mm. Or else you were going to be left with this weird you know, dive off Huge. the car path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, as it stands now though, I think it fits perfectly into everything that's around it. <clears throat> but knowing that we wanted to lift that approach and create some sort of shelf there so we didn't lose balls because there is a false front, you know, that now means that we had to 
bring material material in. So I think we ended up bringing in 45 to 50 uh, dump truck loads just to raise that approach. So, you know, time-wise that takes time and then it takes time to shape it, compact it, and then get everything right. And there were some considerations about bunkers on two as well. We we were going to do two bunkers, uh, one on the left, one on the right, and the one on the right was deleted and uh, ended up with just the one on the left, which is a, a very large bunker rather than maybe two small bunkers. You know that those kind of decisions were made as we were, and that just kind of is how it fits with the land as well, right? Right. Yeah, it fits with the land, and if you think about the the playability of it, if we were to throw that right bunker in, well, it, I call it right bunker, but it's really still on the left side of the hole. Mm. But <clears throat> to some degree, regardless of what handicap you are. If you do have a short-sighted miss, then you're going to be left in this 30-foot bunker below the green. So from a playability standpoint, it didn't necessarily make sense to throw in that forward, we'll call it the forward bunker on the left side, just because it'd be far too penal. Mm -hmm. So, and just kind of looking at that too, as far as playability for number two, we shortened that hole quite a bit, right, Aaron? I mean, the yardage on, on number two is shortened quite a bit. Yeah, we maintain the same tee boxes. Um, we just are re-leveling them all. But the green moved back, or closer to the tee, I would say, 8 to 10 yards. Probably, so, yeah, 10 to 15. And that's 10 to 15, okay. Mainly, too, because how long the green is now. Right, so that great. what's the square footage on, the, on that green? 7,200 square feet. Yeah, and so... Before we were... I think uh, 3,200. Yeah, that green's massive up yeah. there. Yeah. I think all in all, with all of the, this is what's been so impressive and interesting to me in this process is that maybe number two is wasn't built exactly to what was drawn in that plan, but it's so much better than that. And it fits so well over there in the land and it looks right. Yeah. I mean, as I kind of look at the renderings that we had, I mean, I feel like if you just had the green top itself and then somewhat of the approach there, I think it was relatively kind of what they had envisioned. But like I said, inevitably, there's a fluidity to building all this. Mm -hmm. and so Yeah. So another thing that we've kind of made some changes in the field on is uh, 18T. So you kind of talked about this as well. And that's something that we've been waiting on a little bit to... Uh, do start our seating as well over in this over on the west side of the property um, so let's talk about that a little bit so we initially uh, were going to place 18 tees over on the east side of the water which is where they currently were right, right. Um, and then for the master plan we are actually moving those tees over to the west side of the water and actually building <laughs> new tees really where the existing water is. Um, this was something that we we were looking at possibly doing and then we decided not to, but then we made the change to do it again. Uh, just as, again, as we get out there, we get with Tyler Ray, we stand on the dirt, we look at it, it just makes sense. And that's, again, I just can't stress enough like how much we've talked about the land here and how this course just fits into the land so well and the routing was done so well initially that we're just really trying to be good stewards of that and make sure that we're doing that correctly. And I think this is one of those things that needed to be done correctly. And so that change was made so that we are putting 
those tees on that west side of the of the water there. So maybe go through us that process of what all that entails because now we're getting into waterways um, and and maybe weren't initially planning to but that's created a whole other layer and level of, of planning for that site. Yeah, well, um, in our first original um, draw up of our master plan, we kind of had intended to move it to that west side of the water, but you know, for, through a number of different reasons and some edits that we had made, um, just thinking forward to it and to your point in terms of permitting and um, materials cost, you know, we've made some of those revisions to just try to maintain that T on the east side. Um, as we kind of looked at it and started thinking about, you know, the bunker around 16, um, the bunker that we added on 18 fairway, you know, the land grab that that bunker around 16, I mean, it required quite a bit. And then just thinking about it, looking at it, trying to figure out how we actually fit that T in without making it look awkward with that bunker there knowing that that bunker on 16 just is a it's going to be a you know state it's mm-hmm. going to be a statement mm-hmm. so we kind of looked at it and we just said all right well um this makes a lot more sense to have that t on the other side but us being already in this project we're talking about then you know going through the process of adding you know that in so obviously there's more cost change orders um <clears throat> and then on our end of it you know, we always knew that we were looking at, you know, a four to five week process to get that done. So we've, you know, first part of that was obviously there was a bridge that was there that, you know, would become obsolete. And so we elected to eliminate the bridge. So we got that moving relatively quickly um, in order to push the dirt and fill that pond in and then cut on the other side. We had to bring a dredging machine in to at least dredge the area where we intended to stabilize because otherwise there's been who knows how long 40 50 60 years of silt that's been built up there and we actually removed probably five feet of silt from that area just to get down to a stable soil so that took you know roughly 10 days to do but then we also had to wait because they had other job and we were trying to rush this thing in uh, otherwise, the you know everything somewhat fell into place, you know, because as the dredgers were being completed, our final or our permit finally came through to you know work on these waterways, which you know was three and a half week process to do, and then from there you just start pushing dirt in. So the one thing we did battle though is um, where the existing 18T was and where our requirement of not requirement but where we were initially intended to. You know, excavate out and move the waterway. We had a gas line that ran on the left side of that T, so <clears throat> we had to just GPS out, figure out what that line is, and then make some minor adjustments to stay within that gas line for but, the shoreline. For the shoreline, yeah. But ultimately, you know, what we need to do is just come to a net zero so that we don't affect the waterway. And what we're actually trying to do now that we're kind of GPSing this in and then making sure that the T looks right on the other side is. <clears throat> we'll probably actually do less fill than what we're required to do, but it'll have a nice uniform look to it. And then we'll actually take out more in that pond expansion, you know, which puts us in a better spot. And, you know, I think the city, the state would agree with that too. And the reason being is because we actually can hold more water at that point mm. rather than, you know, restrict. 
And it changes the water flow <clears throat> coming off that first. Yeah, yeah, slightly. Bit. So, I mean, as it stands now where, you know, the, the, the flow just, you know, directly goes right at that weir. You know, this will actually slow water down a little bit because it'll divert it to, you know, another corner before mm -hmm. it has to make the turn into the mm -hmm. weir. So I think there's a lot of benefits to it, you know, aside from just the aesthetics and playability of the golf course. Yeah. So Aaron, talk about the playability of what that, what impact, impact those tees have in moving those tees over. Yeah, I think it just gives, um, first of all, before you even get to 18th tee, the playability is enhanced because your traffic flow as you play 17 is significantly better. Before we would hit our tee shots on 17, drive down, putt out, circle turnaround, drive back over the pond, um, tee off on 18 right underneath 16 green, drive over that bridge again. So you're, you're doubling back three times over the bridge instead of now we're just going to go putt on 17 and just hang over on the west side and tee off. So so traffic flow wise, there's less interruption, there's less switchback, and I think that's a huge improvement. Um, as far as the playability of 18, uh, it just gives a completely different angle. Um, it, it takes the angle and, and plays it more away from the new fairway bunker um, and, and more so away from hole number one. Mm. So many people, um, it's a tough tee shot on 18, um, and, and a general misses to the right, a slice, and, and will end up down right of the cart path or um, in one fairway. And so now with this new angle, I think we'll see less golf balls go down that first fairway, less interruption to play coming coming down there. And and I think that you know while that's a tough tee shot with that new bunker, you've got a decision to make either laying up short of it or trying to hit over it. Um, I'm really excited for this change. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole area of the property saw a lot of dirt movement, saw a lot of changes. As we move forward with the rest of the project and we kind of get that west side and buttoned up and, and moving forward, do we see foresee any kind of big changes and projects like that as we move forward on the property? No, no. I mean, obviously we have the new builds on the greens on 5, 15, uh, and 9 remaining. But I mean, nine will be a significant change because we're going to push that green forward. But five is relatively in the same location. It's a little bit right. Fifteen, relatively in the same location. It didn't go as far left as what we kind of had on our GPS. But then nine will be the big uh, move now. And so um, <clears throat> if we get this green stripped today, which we intend to, um, just based on the weather and just our abilities to do other things, so we're shifting to that. We'll, we'll pretty much get nine all the way stripped, and that way we can start building that next week. What uh, made the change on 15 for not going as far left? Uh, I think it just has to do, I mean, we had that stand of, you know, pin oaks that were on the left side, and I think it does shift left a little bit, but maybe not as far as what it was originally, you know, because otherwise we'd have to take out those six rows of pin oaks. Mm. You know, and then you're talking about bringing it closer to 11T and then to Aaron's point of crossovers between holes, then you mm -hmm. get that liability issue then of almost hitting into mm -hmm. 11 for a par 5, which may not necessarily be reachable, but for those who can, you know, it offers that error or opportunity to miss left and be a lot closer to 11. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one of the original reasons that they thought about moving the 15th green west or east was to get it even further away from play on number 10. Right. And I think that's been accomplished through the widening of the fairway and the new fairway bunker on the left side of 10 
already diverts you more to the to the right or to the south away from that green. So I think for all the reasons Dane made, it just kind of goes to show like everything Dane's talking about, whether it be the bunker on 16 and how that impacts 18T or, or these bunkers on 10 and the design of 10 impacting 15 green. These holes don't, don't just live on their on uh, on their own on an island they're they're all connected mm-hmm. and decision on one hole can impact mm-hmm. other holes as well yeah aaron you've spent some time out there uh in the dirt as well with uh, <laughs> tyler ray and with dane and kind of looking at things and what what have you provided as far as input and, and maybe some changes or edits that have been made with your inputs that you've done uh, i've probably only provided more confusion and <laughs> delays um <laughs> Every time I walk out there, I think they roll their eyes, and um, I, I just love—I uh, just love being out there and, and kind of listening in on some of those thoughts. We were down on Seventeen Green, maybe a month ago, four weeks ago or so, um, talking about that and how that has changed from the original plan, and, and having to move it back a little bit further due to due to that um, sewer line. And, and um, we were up on number two, as we talked about earlier, and, and I just. Um, I guess the perspective that I want to bring is is playability um, from all perspectives of player, whether it be kind of the Champions Tour, top tier events that we might host, to, down to our highest handicap members and beginners and juniors. Um, that That's my perspective. Mm-hmm. And I know that's always been part of the conversation, but I also want to make sure that um, that's still a, a part of the consideration as we make these field edits right and so some of those have been you know there was a choice to a decision to move the forward tees on four Mm. uh back to the with the red tees and and you kind of stepped up stepped in and said "Uh, maybe that's not the the best location for those just for those forward tee players um and the the bunker on five too was kind of one of those things that you kind of stepped in and yeah, yeah, and and so some of those come from members and, and comments that members make, um, especially on some forward tees and, and those that play those more than I would. But yeah, I think those are important to look at um, and and to bring up because we get one chance to do this mm-hmm. right, and we want to make sure it's perfect. Yeah, and one of our goals was to make this course playable for all. A- absolutely. Players. Challenging yet playable. Right. Yeah. And and that's where, you know, we were lacking as far as not having enough variety in mm-hmm. our, our two mm-hmm. locations. So yeah, we sure. want to make sure that we get that right. Agree. What As you look at the course and as you're seeing things come together, what are some of the most exciting things that you're seeing out there? Yeah, boy, that's... How do you, that's how do you narrow question. down that list? Yeah. Um, the, the different shots that we're going to be asked to play. Um, you're always going to have... A shot that has, um, I think, the approaches will have a very penal side of a miss and a and a bailout side. And I think if we can, um, if you can sort that out as you play and miss on the proper side, this golf course is going to be so enjoyable. And if you're struggling and you miss into those wrong sides, it's going to be hard. Um, so the variety of of that, I think, in in the um, sheer um, variance from success to failure on per shot, I think is going to be mm-hmm. just elevate the playing experience out here. Uh, secondly, we were on a greens committee meeting yesterday. We walked up to the fourth green, and as you're walking up, you kind of crest the hill. You get onto the fourth green, and, and you look over and see number two as it was sodded and, and prepped. And it's like, 
those those trees behind number four were gone, and it's the view of that. And then you look across to the to the east, and you see seven, one, seventeen, sixteen, and across the the beauty of this golf course is going to be um, fantastic. So I'm, it, it's really really fun to walk out there. Yeah. And you'll work with the PGA and get our course ratings all redone and our scorecards and everything all redone. Are you, what are you anticipating for changes there? Yeah, so that's actually the Iowa Golf Association oh, yeah, oversees right. the uh, course and slope ratings. And so I've been working with uh, Nate McCoy, who's director of their rating team. Um, and so we can actually have this golf course rated this fall before... Um, before we even have open play. Um, as long as it's grown in or started to grow in, they can measure whole corridors and widths. They just get an average of what we will be mowing it, so they have an idea. Um, we're not going to be able to reallocate the handicap holes yet because that actually takes scoring data for a year. So we'll probably end up going off of the old handicap allocation, number one handicap hole all the way to 18th. Um, but the new course and slope ratings will be able to be made for every set of tees um, before we open next next year in 2024 so um, yeah that process has already begun we'll have to have a new yardage book made um, for the for the PGA Tour champions we'll have to have new um, new pin sheets made I know Tyler Christians is salivating at some of these new hole locations and his new hole location rotation um, so yeah there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes we got to talk about what T markers we're gonna use and mm -hmm. all that stuff yeah so looking forward Dean um, we're, we're getting into, like we said, kind of buttoning up this west side of the property, looking forward into the next four weeks. Our goal is to be seated uh, by September 22nd. Right. And so what do the next four weeks look like for you? Chaos. Okay. <laughs> no. Even um, more so than the last four weeks? or <laughs> Constructed chaos. Okay. So maybe before it was just chaos. But... um. No, I mean, once we get to this uh, 18T done, you know, that do dozer moves out of there. There's no more hauling to do, so they move out, and there's no more hauling to do on 16, 5, um, a little bit on 14. But like I said, I mean, we're going to have this position that we're in where all of a sudden, you know, five holes more will be ready for us. And um, So once the dozer moves out, we push him back over towards 13. We have two more bunkers to finish there. He benches in a bunker on six, light work on seven, and then one more bunker on eight. And then most of our major earth moving is done. Um, and then once you get into that point, it's all just about finishing. So um, <clears throat> I know we're, you know, not on our end necessarily, but even the contractors in, they're reallocating their um, staff more towards finishing than prepping and demolition and so you know more bodies go to that and then the faster we can move and so these next four weeks are just all about kind of really fine-tuning everything and you know us basically chasing them down the seat right uh for wadsworth the contractor this is a, a weird question but do they sleep out here no <laughs> <laughs> I all the time they're here <laughs> they're here all the time yeah, yeah. I, I swear that they had a trailer that they sleep in. No? I mean, they've got a trailer, but... I don't, I don't think they sleep. I think they work around the clock. Yeah, I think they do, too. You never see them stop. Yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for everything. We're looking forward to the next four weeks and seeing things come together. We already got a uh, mow done on Three Fairway. 
so that's exciting to see grass coming up and actually getting to mow it again. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're excited to see it coming together, and we will discuss more next week. How did Mark do on the mower yesterday? He mowed in circles. He did great. <laughs> he mowed in circles, just the way he likes it. Not vegetables, is it? Nope, never. <laughs> All right, thank you.